You guys, listen, we're technically on a hiatus. We have gone through and found our book was better episodes, of course, about all of the Harry Potter movies to warm you up for our upcoming movie series. We're going to be doing Indiana Jones and Marvel. Lots of movies. Mm -hmm. We're getting you in movie mode. We love you. We're going to see you soon. If you have not already, you know what I'm about to say. Please subscribe and leave a rating and a review. We see a bunch of new listeners coming on. Thank you for trying us out. And so enjoy these remastered ones. They'll now be here for you to find easily. Uh, If you're binging the books, we hope you're enjoying it. And we will see you very soon. Very soon. Enjoy. Hello. And welcome to... Nerds. Cause we're filthy. And we're nerds. And there is uh, not one, but two of us. Or as our friend Hilaria from the last episode would say, dos. Dos. Dos Uh, fuck it. You guys, we're back. This is going to be the end, end, end of Half-Blood Prince. We're bitching about the movie. That's right. The part you've come to know and love or possibly hate. Uh, I can't believe it's over. We are, we're moving into book seven uh, of the Harry Potter series. But next week, we're doing a little palate cleanser, giving you a brief break. We're going to be doing David Bowie movies. So that means The Labyrinth, which if you're listening to this right now, you have already missed the recording of. Oh, you loser. Uh, You fucking losers. You missed it. But we're also doing The Man Who Fell to Earth, which is a weird 70s sci-fi movie that he was in. Also, I just want to quickly add, we got merch. We bought our own merch. Uh, And I just, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see how cute this sweatshirt is. It's serious black. Who's your God daddy? Who's your God daddy? Um, It's epic. It's epic. I'm obsessed. Uh, Jess has one. Our producer has one. Yes. So if you want one of those or we have other cool merch, we have links to that all over our social medias and in the show notes. If you find the podcast, we will put that there. Uh, We've got cool mugs that say trans, which is our witches, trans wizards or wizards. Also, if you want something that says common cunt, we've got that. That may not sell as much in retrospect that Mm -hmm. people are like, where can I wear a shirt that says cunt on it? We should probably maybe get rid of that one. To your grandma's house, but it's not for everybody. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, I apologize. I ate right before this and I just keep picking my teeth. I mean, I say you're welcome, you know? And if you want to shit on us live as we record, you can join Patreon. Shitting in real time? Patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. Get in on it. We got a good crew. We're watching movies together. And we're gonna have a lot more series coming up with movies. Uh about halfway through this book, the patrons only will be voting on what series we do next. So you wanna get in there now so you can be part of the voting. Uh we got a lot of options floating around. Indiana Jones, will it be Star Wars? Will it be Lord of the Rings? Who I really want knows? Indiana Jones, but now that I know the Indiana Jones movie is coming out in twenty twenty two think we might have to wait on that one do you think by 2022 we'll be able to go to movie theaters again i don't know but i don't think harrison ford is going to survive long enough to make this movie you know what i wouldn't doubt it i thought he died in a plane crash did he get in did a plane you crash really didn't he crash a plane recently i don't know it sounds, it sounds like a rich thing to do well yeah, then he's maybe like a he'll cat never he's, die. yeah he's never gonna die if you can survive a plane crash you're invincible he's voldemort um I think we're just going to roll into it.
Yeah, let's roll into it. We're just rolling into our book was better, spectacular, ne- never failing us in the franchise. Never, never failing. ever, ever failing. But there were some elements that I thought were really fun in the Which movie that weren't in the book. We had a couple of patrons saying that this was by far their least favorite movie of the movies. Uh, I mean, well, first of all, the the beginning of the movie is completely different. Totally different. There is the there is the havoc the Death Eaters are wreaking upon London. That is something. Um. Yeah. The, well, that's it. Starts. Yeah. It starts very dark. And what in the book was a small portion of something that the regular British Prime Minister reflected upon. Oh, a bridge collapsed. There has been a hurricane in yeah. the middle of you know. We're seeing the havoc actually being wreaked. We see. I I liked the way they did this with the Death Eaters flying yeah, yeah. through the sky. I like that. Yeah, I I was expecting the next scene to be meeting of uh, the new prime, the prime minister. Ministers. Yeah, but you know, in this movie, they don't even mention that there is a new prime minister. Nope, we don't don't mention him. it at all. We don't see him. Scrimgeour kind of gets like fucked. It this is like if they just like edited Joe Biden out of history for 2021 and they just like they don't say anyone else is president they just like don't mention the president in a documentary on politics they just start talking about like and here's the state of the world who's behind it all i'm actually happy they left him out because i don't feel like he was strong enough of a character he was as far as anyone can tell with the sixth book it was kind of like more the point was to let us know that Cornelius Fudge was out I think than yeah. anything else was that like this is a new era being like reined in I mean we saw Cornelius Fudge do nothing and not believe Harry mm-hmm. so now it's like I mean out given, with the old in with the new old well yeah and given the way that you know we discussed it with Scrimgeour really trying to position Harry so that the optics of what they were doing looked good him being moved in there may have been a purely optical move yeah on the ministry's part that sounds like, like optics to me, for sure. We got to fire someone so people know that we're taking it seriously. Yeah. That, uh, that was, uh, it was, a the I, I was a little confused during the opening. There was a lot going on that I was like, wait, why? Yeah. Well, also, it really, like, open opens with Harry at, like, just a, a, sh- a, a coffee diner. shop in a train station, by the way. Yeah. Hitting on some muggle. Like, he was flirting. Yeah. I think they wanted to do that to establish like Harry got hot. He might not look it, but we Harry is know. growing into his own because he's able to just pick up a waitress at a diner. Well, yeah, because what's crazy is that I think without doing that, I, and even reading the book, the perception to me is like Harry is hot because of who he is. Yeah. Like in the wizarding world, girls think he's hot, but it's because he's the, like he's interesting, yeah. as Lavender Brown would put it. But he's like just hot, period. Speaking of Lavender Brown um, and lack of diversity. um, Yeah. I think they put that waitress in there. The waitress was uh, not a white girl. Yeah. So I think they threw that waitress in there. They're like, well, we're getting rid of Lavender Brown as a black girl and turning her into a white girl. But at least we gave up a small under five part to this Mm -hmm. young black woman in the beginning who has no significance to the storyline. Yeah. 
literally zero significance. They literally wrote in a minority to the storyline. I think they like, just did it to have a minority. Of all the scenes they cut for budget and then they put in this scene. I mean, maybe that may, I guess that makes sense is like the only logical reason, like just to show him getting cock blocked by Dumbledore. Cause that's think, what happens. I think it's to establish he's hot, that he got hot and that whatever Dumbledore business is always top priority. Absolutely. That he's like, there's no pussy that will stop me from gallivanting around the globe with Dumbledore. And that's, yeah. you know, of course they go straight into finding Slughorn, which I thought they, that was shot really well with him. Oh, in the book, in the movie they did, uh, Dumbledore later on was like, oh, winky winky. That was a real hot girl you were talking to there. She's very pretty. Yeah. That's so funny. In the book, nothing. Nothing at all. Exists. Because Dumbledore in the book is older, wiser, doesn't give a fuck about the ladies. Yeah. And when they made the movie, there was no false storyline that came out later as a scramble for diversity on J.K. Rowling's part of Albus Dumbledore being gay, which I still think is a lie. I'm telling you, he was flirting with a woman in the first or second book. Uh, That was just her grabbing at relevance. Which, as we know, I I mean, I know a lot of gay guys who flirt with women because it's fun. It's sport. Do they blush when the women flirt back? Yeah, for sure. They're lying to you. They're not gay. They are lying and pretending to be gay, so you let them grab their boobs. They do it all the time. Sam, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm yelling at our producer who very much would never want to go near any of our boobs. Okay. We have just received breaking news. This just in. From our producer, Sam, who diligently read the notes on the Amazon Prime download. Apparently... There was a scene in this movie originally with Dumbledore hitting on a woman and J.K. Rowling had to call and have that cut out. So in the defense of what I just said, there at no point up into this was there any even inkling that he was not a straight man. And I'm telling you, he flirted with a woman. But you're right. Gay men can flirt with women. Mm-hmm. Anyone can flirt with women. We like being flirted with, you know? Yeah. And I mean, women are spectacular. Men are spectacular. I want to flirt with everybody. I want to be left alone. I'm I'm Rufus. I'm a slughorn. Leave me alone disguised as a couch. Oh, he played a perfect couch. Jim Broadbent. Um, Okay, so there's the scene in Diagon Alley that really annoyed me because he didn't, they didn't use the sneakoscope to eavesdrop on the conversation with Malfoy and Narcissa in the shop. Yeah, they also just don't have that scene of in the, in the robe shop where he like, gets mad at the the robe lady and like yells at her for touching his arm where he's clearly, as we learn later, hiding his dark mark, yeah. which gives Harry a clue. Mm-hmm. And also he didn't sneak away from his mom. He like went with his mom into the shop. Yeah. Um, how'd you, how'd you feel about the, uh, the scene with Narcissa and Snape and Bellatrix? Um, I thought that, that was actually curse? really well done. I really enjoyed that scene. Yeah. It, but in the book, I wasn't totally clear on whether Snape was into it or the like when he was making the unbreakable vow. I didn't get a good feeling of how he felt about it one way or the other. And then yeah. in the movie, it was much more clear. And I just thought that scene was so well done. What did you think was clear? Like when you watched him? That he was he had hesitations like I. I don't totally believe Snape is all bad. I think Snape 
was like, oh, fuck, I have to do this. Otherwise, they're going to know. I think he's keeping up a, a disguise. I think Snape, I don't and know. You think as part of keeping up that disguise, he killed Dumbledore? I think he, Dumbledore knew that it was going to happen. I think and Dumbledore. he's just like, no, NBD. Okay, <laughs> just. I mean, he's, Dumbledore was five million years old already. Yeah, but he hadn't given, there's so much information Harry didn't have from him. You I know. That- and I feel like that's why Dumbledore in this book more than any other book was like, all right, Harry, there's a lot we got to cover. Because I think Dumbledore, Jumbledore, Dumbledore knew that time was a ticking. The clock was ticking and he had to get in a lot of shit with Harry. And that's why I think he was like, really like, all right, Harry, we got to do these lessons. You got to see what's in the pensive. You got to come with me to get the Horcrux. You got to know what's going on. I think he was doing his best to get Harry's, you know, caught up. Because I think he knew inevitably, like, this might be an, something that's going to happen. I don't know. This I mean, is I just a theory I have. Interesting theory. You know what I thought was interesting is that uh, in Weasley's Wizard Wheezes, which, by the way, beautiful, gorgeous mm-hmm. joke shop. Love it. Would love to work there. Um, they, re- they, like, really point out Peruvian darkness powder, which in the mm-hmm. book. Yeah. I don't doesn't come until they, the end. No. They might have. I don't think they even mentioned it. They mentioned it. At the it beginning the- scene. No, not but in the book, yeah, at the end of the book, there was a part where when Malfoy had come out of the room of requirements, everything went pitch dark. Yeah. And then Ron goes, oh, I'm going to kill my brothers. That's Peruvian darkness powder. But here, not only do they mention it right up top, uh, somebody use Harry uses it on the train to sneak yeah. into the Slytherin car. So. Oh, and there was also no scene with Slughorn where they were all in a car with Slughorn and he was like doing his whole elitist shit. I don't even remember that scene because Harry was Harry was in there with another Slytherin kid. And when the Slytherin kid went back, oh, yeah, yeah. he followed him back. The like slug club thing. Yeah. They yeah. just had him burst this powder. So we early on saw the powder so that it could be like a foreshadowing for the movie for mm-hmm. later. But um, seems really careless to just do that on a hunch. And then when so S- Malfoy finds him. Yeah, he does his same. Does like, his thing, breaks his nose, blah blah blah. But instead of Tonks finding Harry, and the train had already started moving, and then Tonks found Harry, as in the book, in the movie, it was Luna Lovegood, which I wasn't mad at that. I thought it was a it's good fun. change. She had her it's like fun. little glasses that help you show uh, warbles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, so she has the glasses on. And she sees that, like, oh, there's a bunch of these things right here. And that's how she's able to be like, someone's right. There's a person laying here. And she finds him. I thought that was fun. I'm never mm-hmm. mad about more Luna. Mm-hmm. Never like, mad about more Luna. Bring, there was bring it no on. There was no Tonks. There was no her throwing off the storyline by being around at mysterious times. They really don't even touch on Tonks and Lupin. Yeah, I was just going to say, that's not even part of no, the, the, the storyline at sort all. Of, there's this moment where you're like, oh, I guess... I think there's a moment where they're holding hands or something. Like, you're like, oh, I guess they're together. Like. They were always in proximity of each other in the movie. Absolutely. So maybe it could be inferred. I don't know. The The one scene in the movie that I'm like, the fuck is the burning down of the burrow. I, what, what, what was that fucking scene? That, yeah, I don't fucking absolutely know. Absolutely no need for that. There was no need for that scene. You could have put in so many other details from this book and just cut that scene completely. It was so dumb. Yeah. They just, that they just had the death eaters come and burn down the borough for no reason was like, who, who okayed this scene? Yeah. But we can't have 
what we can't have a small storyline of Tonks because it's like yeah Tonks I feel like and Lupin oh, I, I yeah that are there any love making scenes do we get any ever I'm sure there like, are anybody porn.com oh I just I would love to see just Lupin just dicking down Tonks just and every time he fucks her, her every time he every time he thrusts her like hair just changes color yeah she's, she's like a, she's like a um a filter yeah on instagram it's like pink hair green hair blue hair it, well i th- i feel like if you're just watching the movie and you hadn't read the books you would go i oh i guess like i guess they're together like you would assume that's always been a thing and i feel uh we discussed it when we were watching the movie with the patrons patreon.com slash two filthy nerds to be part of the live movie watches but uh somebody pointed out this movie was really written in a way that it was designed for people who read the book. They really just sort of let you infer a lot of things. Yeah. And I agree with that. I also, yeah, they're, they never even circled back to the borough burning down. I feel like that was the most useless detail in that movie. I didn't remember. I knew I had seen the movie, but I didn't remember watching the movie until that scene. Cause I had that same like gut, like guttural, like, angry feeling of what in the fuck is yeah. this and i was like now i remember watching this and i remember being in theaters being like are you out of your f- what the fuck is what had no payoff worth nothing didn't need it it's like the foreskin of a movie like Absolutely. We d- it's like why is it still there oh yeah yeah, yeah. it's and to all the patrons who have foreskin don't you worry I've been with a lot of you. Um, that sounds like you fucked our patrons. Maybe. Um, you know, who if knows? If you fucked our patrons and we're not making any more than we're making, that is That is a shame. That is some very stagnant pussy I'm slinging here. So really quick, <laughs> um, the, the one of the things that I thought was would have been included more were the flashback scenes with Voldemort, like kind of giving us more backstory about Voldemort and his making. They did show the scene with the orphanage but that was it. Yeah. And then no, they did show that in the, in the, the, the interaction between, um, Slughorn and Voldemort. Yeah. But that like, was it. You completely lose this information you got in the book of really where Voldemort comes from. Yeah. They don't show the gaunt house, which reveals a lot about Horcruxes specifically. Yeah. They don't show the memory of, uh, him, as a young salesman getting mm-hmm. those important belongings from Hepzibah that uh, Dumbledore theorizes might have Horcruxes in them. Mm-hmm. We don't see the story of his mom, you know, falling in love and putting a love spell, which I thought would have been interesting because they really, it's for all they cut out. They like really made room for like, who was the girl playing lavender fucking to be in this movie? Because why was that such a big, huge detail? And they left out, most of Tom Riddle's like background story. Insane. I think because the Tom Riddle story might not be that captivating to people. I don't know because it's a flashback and then you're not as invested in those people. I guess, but like, I would have liked to see him, you know, having that look of craze in his eyes when he's trying to buy the, the products off of yeah. Hepzibah or even going back to visit even that story of him going back to visit, you know, the gaunt house and him pitch darking everything, by the way. Yeah. Everything goes black. 
not in real life, but in the memory, because that's mm-hmm. when he fucks up whoever's memory it is. Like, we don't hear about Gaunt. We don't hear about where the locket would have come from. Yeah. Or it's just Gaunt- all of a sudden it's, there's just a locket. I think I want to highlight now the biggest tragedy of this whole movie is that there is no moaning Myrtle. Yeah. What a lost opportunity to bring my, my spirit animal back. I I just like, was that a budget choice of like, we don't want to pay one more person for a speaking role. Cause really, if you think about it, we really think about the book other than her going, there's been someone in here crying, which he then walks in on. Mm-hmm. Because but he wasn't movie- even crying in the movie. He was. I mean, yeah, he was. Was he? Oh. Yeah. He was crying in the movie. There was no one in there. It was like, for some reason, a broken bathroom. And I don't know if that was supposed to imply that he was actually in that broken bathroom that's always mm-hmm. broken. Um, like, it was flooded. So I'm like, is, are we implying that this is where Moaning Myrtle is? Because she always floods the bathroom mm-hmm. by going down the pipes. But. I know her re- only purpose was to like, let them know that ha- that was yeah. going on. And then, so I, we really didn't need her, but I just always love a good moaning Myrtle scene. She really brings a lot. Maybe she finally got too old that the actress, they're like, well, oh, now that she's, at, she's yeah. 45 by the time we've shot this, this scene, we shouldn't yeah. have her play a 13 year old. Yeah. And if we do someone else people are gonna be like that's not the original morning myrtle and it would have been have to have been a younger actress a younger hotter myrtle Ooh, hot myrtle yeah that sounds you know, like a sex move a hot myrtle a hot give myrtle. her the hot myrtle that's so funny well what would the hot myrtle be you just some you just something you just involving crying just for sure like you just you're on your period so you're crying and you're sad and then you just why the why your period? Because that's when you're most sad. Oh, speak for yourself. What are you fucking happy on your period, you bitch? I'm I am the most sad right before my period. No. Oh. And then when my period comes, I'm like slightly less sad. <laughs> <laughs> and then once it's done, I'm slightly less sad. Yeah, I'm never. But like it never not really goes sad. away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know what is there was no mystery to where is Malfoy going. Yeah, there was none of that. We just immediately knew that he was doing something in the room of acquirements with the vanishing cabinet. And they're and, immediately showing the vanishing cabinet. Yeah. With this bird that he's like, you know, sending to uh, um, Borgen and Burks. Borgen and Burks. And the whole like, it's all explained so early on. And then like when he does, he makes the apple go like one of the first things he does is an apple and it comes back and there's like a chunk taken out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, is the vanishing cabinet broken or did the guy working at Borgen and Burke's just like take a bite of your apple? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and send it back. Yeah. I never fully understood that. And they had these like weird special effects going on, like where the, it was like kind of warpy. Like, I don't know if you noticed that, but they tried to make it look like there was something magical going on in there. So it was like kind of like a distorted, distorted wavy view. image. Yeah. Um, and I was and like, I don't, I, it doesn't, there's not enough of an explanation for this. Like I got it. There's a cabinet. Yeah. And we see a similar cabinet, you know, at the beginning of the movie, but there's no, if it's yeah. vanishing, it's, it's more of a teleport cabinet like than a, a vanishing cabinet. That's really true. And you know, maybe I'm just picky about how much detail I wanted, but I didn't feel like they really went too deep into the half blood prince. Like they no, definitely made it a plot all. line, but like 
ba- the Bezor joke was never made, and then Harry just grabs a Bezor. That's never explained. Yeah. When never Ron's explained. poisoned. Uh, they did say the word Bezor in class. Yeah. But that was it. It was just used as a, as a word just in passing by. We didn't get to see that sort of witty interaction mm-hmm. of him thinking of it. And you just didn't see... Like, there wasn't enough scenes of him using the book to justify how annoyed Hermione was, in my opinion. Also, there was not enough of uh, the Half-Blood Prince for the movie to be even called the Half-Blood Prince. Yeah, the, no one mentioned Eileen Prince. Like, there was no... Like, why are we... Why do we even call it the Half-Blood Prince? If we weren't going to make it, you know, an integral part of the plot. Uh, and there's a bunch more. We're going to take a break. And we're going to come back with the fucking rest of the shit that pissed us off. All right, we're back talking about this shit fuck movie. It's like there's really so few redeeming. Wait, really quick. Have we gotten to the part that you think was, you said there's a part that you actually really liked how they did. Is that still Um, later? It was, it was, it was the funeral part at the end. We'll get to it later. Okay. Okay. So what else is there? There's. Oh, Harry falls into the water in the cave. Oh yeah. That there was not really discussion of don't touch the water, but there's no discussion of don't touch the water. There's no, uh, no Dumbledore going, don't like, if they come near you, think fire. Like he gives him the, he tells him what to do in the book and he still doesn't do it. Yeah. It's just him sort of fumbling around, which is Mm -hmm. also, they don't like, because there was no, not a lot of flashbacks that cave has no significance. It's just none. We don't know what that cave is. It's just a random cave where it's like that cave is so fucking significant in the book. Like, yeah. That tie of that's where he wasn't as a kid. That's like so important. I feel like I remember in the movie, there was a picture of the cave in one of the, in the flashback. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Uh, Now I don't remember. I think uh, one of the really annoying things that they changed in the book versus the movie. And I actually didn't totally hate the way they did it in the movie but the book was kind of more interesting was um, when Dumbledore is about to get murdered in the book, Harry was frozen under his invisibility cloak in a hallway that leads up. Yeah. Yeah. And in this he's in underneath in this area below where the action is. And Dumbledore is like, whatever you do, do not say anything. Do not come out. Nothing. It's such bullshit that like the Harry we know, I feel like not frozen would have done something. Yeah. He has anger issues. He doesn't control it well. Also, they completely cut out Madame Rosemerta. There oh, was yeah. no dark mark above the castle. So why the no. fuck did they fly to the astronomy tower anyway? That yeah. makes no sense. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're just like, let's just go in here for some reason. If yeah. The dark mark didn't show up till Dumbledore died. So like Harry's just under the floor. Like I better be quiet. Like a non magical yeah. horror movie. He's like Shoshana in Inglorious Bastards. Like what are you doing down there? Oh Shoshana! You have a fucking wand in your hand. Yeah. Also, the whole thing. The whole thing was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it was shot cool. I liked the part I did like about it was how Snape came up to him and was like, "Shh," because at that point you're like, "Oh my god, Snape is really is." on their side i think if you hadn't seen i think if you hadn't read the book and you were just seeing the movie 
the scene where Harry's underneath that floor and Snape comes up and he's like, shh, to Harry. I think if you're just seeing the movie, you'd be like, oh, Snape's still a good guy. And that would have been a, an even bigger turn when Snape kills when Snape Dumbledore. Killed him, it would have been like, because you would have thought Snape was coming up to save to the help. day. And then he, and also Which, in the movie, again, you got a better idea of like the subtext of how Snape was feeling about killing Snape. And his has it. Snape I was mean, feeling about killing Snape. Snape was feeling about killing Dumbledore. Yeah, and it was like in in the movie is like, oh, he's really. This is a struggle for him. This isn't easy for him. But in the book, it was like his face was like filled with fury and anger. Yeah, like and then also wait in the book. Well, in the book in the book it said it described him as being full of anger and then in the movie it was like he was like oh god it was like you could see his hesitation yeah Yeah. and they did show one scene in the they showed one scene in the movie which in the book i think was more described by a drunk haggard over overstating that he oh I, i heard them fighting about something but that was so unclear. They sort of showed that fight between Snape and Dumbledore. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to do it anymore. Maybe what you do is, but, and it's like, what? Like yeah. that was, doesn't make sense anywhere. And also in the book, when all this is going on upstairs, there's a war waging downstairs. Yes. Yeah. There's no war. Nothing. In the movie. None. You, not a, not a, a ruffle. Oh no. The one thing that did happen was Bellatrix on the way out, like fucks up the whole, uh, great hall. Yeah. She like dances across it. But even then it seems like, like the other death eaters are almost like, what the fuck is she doing? Let's just get out of here. There really is no, I mean, I know we've said it, but just reiterating, like you don't get any closure about Snape or like, no, wait, like there is no even like way for someone watching that to wrap up what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Snape just killed Dumbledore and then he, they're all fleeing. And I think maybe Snape lights the hut on fire in the movie. No, Bellatrix. One thing we miss, one it's thing Bellatrix. we miss. Hagrid's not there, by the way. He's just, Hagrid's not there. One thing a, we missed that I was obviously really bummed about was the Bill Weasley floor scene. Yeah, you don't. Because there was no battle. Bill Weasley didn't get hurt. And therefore we didn't get to see the heart wrenching, touching whatever scene between Fleur and Mrs. Weasley. And then it's like, I mean, I wonder if whoever planned out the shots and the scenes for this even took into account, like how much of the stuff they cut out might be relevant for the next movie. I can't imagine. I feel like in the movie, the next move, the next two movies, they're probably going to have to do some flashbacks to, to this movie to kind of add stuff they took out way too much yeah and it's again like we said like when snape reveals the title of the movie the half-blood prince nobody gives a fuck you're like okay yeah there's to me it just comes across as like and you took my book like yeah i mean that's pretty much how it was the sniveling little snape oh he said something about the his father too um, um oh yeah he so, i mean something to the effect of you know using someone else's stuff oh yeah, oh, i yeah. think it was you know your father would never even try to take me on without four other people yeah and it's like okay oh, well he then called, why don't he, snape kept getting pissed about being called a coward in in the book yeah well in the 
Also in the movie, right? In the movie, but it, it wasn't. Harry said it a few times in the book. Yeah. Does he say in the he, in the movie? He said it once. I think he called him a coward once, and he was like coward. And then that's when he said the shit about oh your dad. And it's like, yeah, I think at this point it's pretty clear Harry's not his dad. Why don't you fucking let it go, Snape? And also, what Dumbledore said about you know his greatest regret. Oh, and there was no scene. Um, with, uh, with, uh, Trelawney. No. Oh yeah. Trelawney being drunk with the bottles trying to yeah, hide. Them. And telling him, and there was no learning that Snape overheard the prophecy and he's yes. the one who told. So yeah, that never happened. So Harry sent- didn't have that whole anger against Snape. Yeah. That Harry, that sent Harry into his initial rage where he confronted Dumbledore yet again, but was like, how come you never told me that? trust you can't trust Snape and it was sort of Dumbledore like laying the hammer down like look I've told you I trust him no further questions like yeah which well is I guess is what it is but fucking it would have been that would have just given so much more context to it and that's when Dumbledore said you know that Snape ex- had explained to him after after that happened that that was his greatest regret and mm-hmm. he didn't anticipate what would happen. Which even in like was it and now I don't know if it was in the book or the movie where that was brought up and Lupin and Lupin goes bullshit. He didn't get, in the movie. I think I think in the movie. Am I losing my mind that I think Lupin was like he didn't give a shit about James? No, that was in the that was in the book. I thought that happened. If I'm making that up, someone roast my ass. And I think there was a scene in the movie where Harry's talking to Lupin and he's like, you know, harping on Snape being a bad guy again. And, and Lupin is like, listen, I trust Dumbledore. If Dumbledore says he's good, he's good. Let it go. Yeah. Like he's like, and that is also the reason why I think ultimately Snape is a good guy. He goes to the dark side, but then comes back to the good side and loses his life in doing so. I love that you think, I love the optimism of Dumbledore's dead and you think there's going to be an option for people to come back to the good side. What a sunny I think he can't, I think he would want to come back to the good side, but he has to die instead. Snape dies. You think Snape dies? Snape dies. You think he dies trying to come back to the good side? I think he dies saving Harry. What? Yep. I From think what? he dies saving Harry. I what, don't know. You think know. he dives in front of Voldemort like a like the secret service? Mm-hmm. No, Avada Kedavra me instead. I think <sighs> maybe Snape and Dumbledore made an unbreakable vow. And Snape, Dumbledore was like, you need to protect Harry at all costs. Interesting. I could see how you would loop that in Mm -hmm. as a thing, given that JK Rowling likes to repeat things like that. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'll give you that much. And then there was no funeral. There was no funeral, no closure, no getting to see the mermaids sing. The centaurs come out of the forest. Yeah. I mean, what a cinematic scene that could have been. And they just shit the bed. But I did like in the movie when they all had their, their wands up like it was lighters at a concert uh that was kind got of to me yeah and the yeah. light of the wands pushed away the dark mark in the sky 
Yeah, how do you clear up a dark mark, by the way? Can you just be yeah. like, all right, we get it. Someone died here. Can we, uh, is, is this Argus Filch has to like, by yeah, hand, Argus Filch has to go, sky? go mop it up. Just cover it in another mark. <laughs> just, just paint over it. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was like a weird choice. And then I, I didn't feel like, I mean, we get the scene of Harry going, I'm not coming back, you know? Yeah. And then being like, well, we're going to go with you. But I didn't get the sense in the movie. Tell me if I'm wrong, but like that there was debate about whether or not the school was going to be open. No, I didn't get that. That wasn't established at like all. There, no one was questioning that school would yeah, go no. on. Yeah. Basically, the way it felt in the movie is that Basically, they were going to be dropping out of school to go pursue Voldemort. Yeah. And also McGonagall becoming headmaster. Obviously, even in the book, it was unceremonious. But I felt like it wasn't even clear. Yeah, in, it wasn't clear in, in the movie, the movie and like, at all. Dumbledore sleeping in a portrait. And I just feel like watching that, you don't even really get that that's like a nugget of anything. Yeah. I don't know. Movie six sucked. Yeah. Fuck you, Warner Brothers. Who it was fine. It? It was fine. I Who? cried. I cried at the the funeral scene in the movie. Um, when I was reading the book, I, saw I cried. Yeah, book. that funeral scene. That funeral scene is when uh, it became real for me that Dumbledore was gone, and that was Dumbledore. Really, is one of the most perfect characters ever in I mean, any book. He is a, an amazingly created character, and. I, I also feel like not having the funeral be a huge deal like it was in the the book denies him that like glory. Like in the as as far as anyone who watches the movie franchises goes, it's like, oh well, your kooky principal's dead. Like Yeah. Like he's he he's, I don't think you understand how epic of a of a person Dumbledore a, was just from watching the movies. Like you don't you're just like, oh, his mentor died? And You're it's like, like oh, no, this- like literally in the history of wizardry, this is the greatest man ever known. Yeah. And uh, here, as far as casting, I think I feel like the only new character we saw besides White Lavender Brown, who we all have our fucking feelings about. Slughorn. Um, as Slughorn. Jim Broadbent as Slughorn. I thought that was great. I was picturing someone a little more bulbous in the nose. Yeah. A little more rotund. Slughorn, maybe the fact that it's slug is in his name. It does make me picture a morbidly obese person. Yes, absolutely. Who moves sluggishly, but instead it's just Jim Broadbent. Yeah, they're not all Lupin. Not everyone takes on their namesake. I mean, has Harry even ever tried pottery? We don't know. (laughs) I'm just saying his last name's Potter. He's meant for much less. I hate you so much for that. Meanwhile, Ron Weasley nailing it. I don't know what Weasley Nailing means, but it. he's Weasley. By know? the way, Ron in this movie, more annoying than ever. Oh, I can't stand oh, him. The Quidditch. I'm glad they had the Quidditch scene. Yeah. It's uh, always fun to see Quidditch. And just like they really painted a picture with him and the helmet. and the Yeah. Oh, he's such a. Oh, such a- what did you think about how they did uh, Harry and Ginny? I feel like oh, there wasn't even- it was. I thought it was fine. It just didn't feel like they had any more of a connection than just that. Like in the book, it's like that kiss is like, there's so much behind that kiss. Well, because they there's also so much leading up to that. And it was in front of everybody and everybody's freaking out. And that, Oh, I would have loved to have seen that moment where Ron is like tip of the hat, old chap. 
Um, but that wasn't in the movie. In the movie, it was just them by themselves. In the stairwell on, like... I also just was like, I, I don't think the movie made it clear that, like, for a moment, they were, like, a couple. Yeah, not at all. And it just seemed like Jenny had a crush on him, and he was, like, had feelings for her, too, but... And they went for it. But, and they kissed, and that was it. It didn't feel, like, couple at all at no, any point. And we lost the, like, big... And I think that's a very emotional part is like you finally got this girl who you have realized you've been pining after for probably years. Mm-hmm. And now you know that you ha- cannot be with her. We didn't get yeah. any of that. None. Fuck you, but- David Yates. <sighs> By the way, there's a comic named Dave Yates. <laughs> well, fuck him too on principle alone. Dave Yates. Death to all Dave Yates. Because he is, shares the name of this horrendous producer, director, whatever the fuck. Whatever. He probably got a producer credit, too. That is it, you guys. That is the wrap up for the book was better. Really because quick. Because the book is always fucking better. Before we fully wrap up, I just want to say a quick. I'm, I'm on Google right now looking at the movie information. And I want to say an equal fuck you to Steve Cloves, who apparently adapted the screenplay. Because you, oh, can, Cloves, you yeah. can suck a dick. Dave yeah, you can, trusted you to get you him the information. You can eat the bag of dicks. I hope he's dead. Is he dead? That's not a threat. I hope somebody Avada cadavers him. I hope your career is dead because of this horrendous mistake. All right. Subscribe on Patreon to be part of the live episode recordings. Patreon.com slash two filthy nerds. Don't forget merch. Check out our merch. We got really cute stuff. We've got cute stuff. Next week, we've got a David Bowie spectacular. We're doing, we're going to drop two episodes on two individual things. I have not seen the labyrinth. So we will be talking about that and uh, more to come. And about halfway through book seven, patrons will start voting on what our next series is going to be. So if for none of those other reasons, be there or be not square because we nerds. Okay. Wait, really quick. So, you know, the title of the last book, deathly hollows. What the fuck does that mean? No fucking clue. No ideas. No, I think deathly hollows is ultimately where the biggest battle will go down. You think it's a place. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Well, we'll find out. Stay tuned kids. And uh, don't forget to wash your broomstick after you stick it in your ass. Ugh. I'm going to go do that. Bye. Bye. This has been a Two Filthy Nerds production.